0: This is a Squeeze podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, this is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Monday the 13th of September. In your Sport Today, Orcott and Stoza win at the US Open, Ricardo breaks his F1 drought, The AFL Grand Final is set, and an Aussie legend makes the Basketball Hall of Fame. This is your Sport Today. We start with tennis and it's been a great morning for Australia at the US Open. Dylan Alcott became the first man ever to win a Golden Slam with victory in the quad singles and Sam Stozer also lifted the trophy in the women's doubles.
1: Yeah, and what a moment for Alcott who finishes 2021 with all four Grand Slam titles and the gold medal at the Paralympic Games in Tokyo. The world number one, he beat Niels Vink of the Netherlands in straight sets just hours after Dutchwoman woman Didi de Groot completed her own golden slam to show why she is the best wheelchair player in the world and there was another reason for aussies to celebrate sam stosa won her second women's doubles title at the u.s open 16 years after she first did it stosa and teammate Zhang shui won in three sets against americans coco goff and katie mcnally Yeah, that all happened very
0: early this morning. On Sunday morning, it was an all-teenage women's final at the US Open with Great Britain's Emma Raducanu beating Layla Fernandez and Gabs. Nobody saw this one coming a few weeks ago.
1: Well, no, they couldn't have, and that's because Raducanu wasn't even in the tournament. She actually had to win three qualifying matches just to get into the main draw, and she's now the first qualifier, man or woman, to win a tennis major since the Open era began in 1968. She didn't drop a set all tournament, including qualifying, and just to show how significant it is, Ratakanu is the first British woman to win a major since Virginia Wade won at Wimbledon back in 1977, and Fez, Wade was in the crowd to watch it and cheer on her countrywoman.
0: Yeah, it was amazing stuff. And she's also taking home around $3.5 bucks, and rises from 150 to 23 in the women's rankings. The men's final between Novak Djokovic and Daniel Medvedev is on right now as we're recording. Djokovic is chasing his fourth Grand Slam of the year and 21st major of his career. So we'll be sure to bring you the result of that one tomorrow. Formula One fans will know that Aussie Daniel Ricciardo hasn't had a lot of luck this year, but that all changed overnight when he won the Italian Grand Prix in a race that saw the top two drivers in the standings crash into each other, Gabs.
1: Yeah, and get this, Fez. It was Ricardo's first win since the Monaco Grand Prix all the way back in 2018. It was also the first time that McLaren, now that's the team that he drives for, had won a race since 2012. That's, what, more than 3,000 days. But they had a good day in Italy with their other driver, Lando Norris, finishing second after a wild crash took out the top two drivers. That was back on lap 26 when Lewis Hamilton was coming out of a pit stop What happened was Max Verstappen, his main rival, tried to drive past him, but his car made contact and kind of ended up on top of Hamilton's Mercedes. Neither driver was able to finish the race, so Verstappen still has a five point lead over Hamilton in the standings. There were no problems for Ricardo, though uh, he celebrated like only he does
0: with a trademark (laughs) shoey. That's uh, drinking champagne out of his. Uh, I'm not sure how that would have tasted. But anyway, nothing sweeter <laughs> than the taste of victory, Gabs. Uh, he can have a few more if he wants. The next race is in Russia in two weeks. Today's trivia question, how many F1 Grand Prix has Ricardo won? Got an idea on this one, Gabs?
1: Ooh, um, oh, geez, you ask some very good questions, Fez. I'm going to say six. Find out at the end of the show. It was another big
0: weekend. If you're a footy fan, uh, Gabs, I know you were glued to the couch. Uh, And in the AFL, the grand final is set. The Demons and the Bulldogs winning comfortably through to the GF. Now, the final isn't for two weeks, and that'll be a welcome break because both clubs, they've got some injury concerns.
1: Yeah, look, I'm still trying to get the glue off, but the clubs, they're kind of dealing with bigger things, (laughs) and we're talking about a couple of hamstring injuries. So the big talking point out of the Demons' 83-point win over the Cats was an injury to star defender Stephen May. He grabbed at his hammy during the match, got it strapped and returned, but he couldn't really run. And after the match, he said that there was no chance that he would miss the grand final, which is good news for Dees fans because he has been one of the best defenders in the comp this year. The hamstring injury to Bulldogs forward Latham Vandermeer, now this one does look a little bit more serious. Dogs coach Luke Beveridge said his medical team thought that Vandermeer's hammy might explode if he didn't come off right away in the third quarter in the big win over the Power. Fez, exploding hamstrings, uh, they do not sound good. No,
0: explosive (laughs) speed, good. Exploding hamstrings, bad. Uh, Yeah, beverage shed Vandermeer has been important this year for the Dogs, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, With the finals by week push right back, there's some clear air between now and the final on September 25 in Perth, where it sounds like the WA band Birds of Tokyo will be the main entertainment, other than the footy, of course. So the AFL Grand Final is set, and those of you who watched the Rugby League on the weekend will know there are only six teams left in the comp. The Titans and the Knights were knocked out. Uh, There was only one upset, Souths beating Penrith.
1: but Gabs, it's what the two coaches said after the match that has all the fans talking. So basically what happened was Panthers coach Ivan Cleary and Rabbitohs coach Wayne Bennett They've each accused the other one of making comments in the public that could influence referees. Cleary, he went so far as to call it manipulation, and he's asked the NRL to look into stopping coaches from saying that kind of stuff. This is all important, Sam, because it would stop the coaches from putting public pressure on the referees, and as it stands right now, negative comments like that about referees after a match can lead to big fines. But it doesn't look like there'll be a change. NRL head of football, Graham Annesley, dismissed it yesterday, saying that refs are completely above all the talk from the coaches and that it does not really affect them at all. Yeah, Annesley added, All I know, referees, referee based on what
0: happens on the field, not what happens off the field. On the field next week, it's Manly against the Roosters on Friday night and then Penrith against Parramatta on Saturday. The winners go through the prelim. The losers are knocked out. Rugby fans, you might be a little bit tired this morning after staying up late to watch the Wallabies last night, but it was worth it, hey, because the Aussies beat South Africa with the kick after the siren from returning fly half Quade Cooper.
1: Cooper was playing his first match for the Wallabies in four years, and geez, what a comeback match he had. He was a perfect 7 from 7 with his kicking, and he scored 23 of Australia's points in the 28-26 win over South Africa. His last kick was obviously the most important. It was about 40 metres out, a bit of an angle, but he nailed it, and the Wallabies' players and fans went absolutely wild. The win means that Australia's hopes of winning the Rugby Championships stay alive for now, but they will need to win their remaining three matches and hope that New Zealand lose at least two of theirs. Yeah, and those
0: losses will likely come against South Africa after the All Blacks beat Argentina 39-0 yesterday. The Rugby Championship continues next Saturday with the Wallabies playing the Springboks again, this time at Brisbane's Suncorp Stadium. We've spoken a lot about results on the field today, but on the weekend, Aussie basketball legend Lauren Jackson was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, and she's just the first Australian
1: player to have the honour. Yeah, that's right, Fez, and when you look at what she did during her career, you can see why. Jackson is a two-time WNBA winner with the Seattle Storm. She was the league MVP three times, an all-star seven times, and she was the number one pick back in the 2001 draft. And that's just what she did in the States, Sam. For Australia, she won four Olympic medals and she was part of the team that won the world champs back in 2006. She couldn't be at the ceremony, of course, but said in a video that it was her dream to make the Hall of Fame. Jackson is the second Aussie in the Basketball Hall of Fame
0: after Lindsay Gaze was added in 2015 for what he's done as a coach. Jackson joined players and coaches like Chris Bosh, Paul Pierce and Bill Russell. He's in there both as a player and a coach in this year's class and we'll put a link in the episode notes to the... The full induction list time for catch this the stuff that caught our eye or what's coming up and Gabs what do you got
1: look of plenty of NFL to get us through the morning and if you want to watch a game and you don't have NFL league pass tune into ESPN or KO at 10:20 for the LA Rams taking on the Chicago Bears in their first game of the season Nice one, Gabs. Uh, and a
0: big congrats to Ailey Nicholson for winning the $200 Dan His gift voucher for filling out the survey last week. Ailey, enjoy the drinks. Today's trivia question, how many F1 Grand Prix has Daniel Ricciardo won? That was his eighth at Monza, his eighth Grand Prix. Close, Gabs. Very close. But not close enough. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you again tomorrow.